Pilots have seen things most people will only dream of. Your host, Jeff Lively, has had his fair share of time in the sky and has plenty of stories to tell. Here on Leaders of Aviation, we're speaking with others in the aviation industry to get their insight and inspiration. Together, we'll gain knowledge to pursue our goals. Life's a journey. Enjoy the flight. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for joining us on another episode for the Leaders of Aviation podcast. Super excited to bring to be bringing a incredible guest today. Um, you may know her as Cooper the Pilot. So she is a pilot and musician, the founder of a nonprofit organization called Hangar 22, also known as Gear Girl. Cooper, welcome to today's episode. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Wonderful. So let's just jump right into it. I know you have an incredible, incredibly uh, unique story. So uh, kind of take us through up up and through your your um, your childhood to the point of uh, where you first started thinking and learning about aviation. Sure. Um, I actually was orphaned at age three and um, I had gotten into an orphanage and pretty much even at that young age they told me well you know you're older you're not a baby so you probably won't be adopted and just get used to the place because you're going to be here until you're an adult wow. <laughs> um then one day um at four i believe i they put me in a, this really cute outfit so in an orphanage you don't really have clothing <laughs> especially in Korea. So um, you have this standard little plain gown. And one day they came in with this outfit and I was so excited. I got real clothes. Uh, they didn't tell me that they were taking me out of the orphanage um, because we never really left the front yard. <laughs> and so they took me on this little journey and I saw uh, cars for the first time and I saw big buildings for the first time. And then I went into this really awesome place um, and then through a doorway and I didn't realize what, what I was getting into. Um, but we, we sat down, we belted up and the, you know, of course they're telling all, there were 10 of us orphans who were being taken to the U S and then all of a sudden I, felt this, uh, you know, zooming, bouncing. I don't know how to describe it as a three or, three or four year old, <laughs> but I saw, you know, in the window, things were passing by and I was, I, you know, I didn't get to see the outside. I just knew we went through this doorway and all of a sudden we were up in the air. That was my first airplane ride wow. coming to the and so um, I, I share this story very often that I went to every single window. And back then you could go um, see the pilots in the cockpit. Now I would ask them questions. What, what is this? What are we doing? <laughs> um, and what are these amazing things that were passing by? You know, I was looking down and they explained to us because we were so young they said this is a this is like a house it's the flying house and it's going to take you to a new home in america wow. and so um i immediately fell in love i fell in love with seeing all the sights the city lights in the darkness and the ocean you know the diamonds in the ocean as we sparkling as we flew by and um that's definitely where the moment that i found my passion 
for flying, but it was a long time after that, um, that before I became a pilot. So, you know, life happens. And I, when I expressed that I wanted to be a, a pilot as a teenager, of course, I, I came from an adoptive family that we didn't have a lot of money. And also they told me this is not a dream for women. So I had to wait until I was an adult and I could take myself to uh, flight school. Wow, that's incredible. I love that you knew so early on that that, that became, uh, you know, your, your passion. Um, such an awesome story. So where, where, where did you end up, if, if you don't mind me asking, uh, where, where were, uh, you know, where did that, where did the flying house land? The flying house landed in St. Louis, Missouri. And I learned to talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, that's great. So you, you grew up in the St. Louis area? Uh, I, well, the family I was adopted into, we moved around quite a bit. So I never really had a home more than say 18 months. Um, but after I graduated high school, I moved to Texas actually. And I called Appel home. You call where? Sorry. Appel. Oh, it's a part of Dallas. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Well, um, I, you know, they're, they're just saying, you know, I wasn't born in Texas. I, I was, I was born in Dallas, but for, you know, other, <laughs> other individuals, they, they say, um, you know, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as quick as I can, as I could. That was me. Three hours after graduation, I left for, for Dallas. That is awesome. I love it. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> um, so, okay. So let's get, let's get right into it. So um, right after, so when you arrived in Dallas, you know, what, what was the next step for you? Well, you know, at that point, um, I didn't really, I had looked into getting into aviation and again, I was kind of pushed towards being a flight attendant and that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what I wanted to do. Um, and then I started a family, I had two kids. And when I finally got to the point where I could go to flight training, um, because I don't want to tell you how old I am. <laughs> You're fine, no worry. Back then. Oh, goodness. <laughs> back then, the airlines would actually help you get through a lot of your training. But because I had two kids, I couldn't leave for those nine weeks. I think, it, I believe it was nine to 12 weeks. And so I had to wait some more. And then when I moved to California, I uh, finally enrolled in Pacific Skies Aviation. Actually, I enrolled in uh, two other flight schools but and eight instructors, and those didn't work out. <laughs> and then I finally found Pacific Skies Aviation. Um, and it might sound like it took, it was over a long period of time, but I took a discovery flight on Saturday. And on Monday, I started looking for flight schools. Friday, I started training. Wow. That, yeah. You jumped all in. <laughs> well, I waited long enough. <laughs> right. Absolutely. For, for sure. So, okay. So what airspace is, uh, what was the airport that you, uh, you, uh, flight trained in? It's Torrance airport, uh, Zamperini. Some people know it at Pacific skies aviation and, uh, we're close to Bravo that it, I was in Delta. So, um, but I experienced all airspace except for. <laughs> yeah. Class A, there you go. For sure. For sure. Okay. Um, uh, 
Very cool. So while, while, while you were going through your training, when you finally started, talk a little bit about that excitement that you had and, and just, you know, did you feel like a kid again? You know, how, how was that? Well, it, it really kind of happened fast for me, you know, because again, I had waited so long. I just couldn't, I didn't want to do on weekends or anything like that. And, you know, I had children, so I committed to going five days a week from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And so I started an accelerated program and I finished in six weeks. Um, how did I feel? I think it was such a whirlwind. I didn't feel anything until after, about two weeks after I got my certificate, <laughs> after my check ride, and I realized, oh, I really am a pilot. <laughs> That's incredible. So you essentially went full-time job becoming a pilot. Wow. Yes. So from that experience, um, you know, I've, I've heard both sides of, of the, uh, not necessarily argument, but side of the equation of doing accelerated for private mm -hmm. and also not doing accelerated for private. You know, um, I'm actually excited that you have done accelerated for private because um, I think it's really unique and something that, um, I don't know, so share, share, share your experience, you know, while you were doing the mm -hmm. eight to five, like, did it, was it tiring? Was it, you know, what, did, talk a little bit about that. Sure. So my case was a little bit different. I had a newborn. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put her in daycare, you know, um, because I don't have family around here to help and babysitting is super expensive. So I put her in, in daycare and it, you know, as a mom, a lot of that, that's really, uh, it tears you because you want to do something for yourself, but you also want to make sure as a new, with a newborn, you want to be taking care of them. But I mean, she wasn't new, new. She was, she was a few months old. Um, so like I said, I was just ready to, on the get-go. I had my books. <laughs> I, I kind of looked like a nerd because I was probably the only one that ever always carried all the books. <laughs> and I, I really think they thought I was a nerd. But anyways, um, I wanted to make sure that if I was going to do this, I did it not 100%. I mean, just I went over the top 2,000%. And I would get up take her to daycare and be there at 8 a.m. sharp. Um, my instructor would get there about nine. And if you know anything about the coast, the weather, we usually have to wait until about 11 or 12 for the clouds to burn off. So I would start out with my ground school and then I would do three to five hours of flight time. And I'd only take about a 20 minute break. And even though the instructor, you know, can we take a lunch break? <laughs> no, no, eat. Uh, let's go. Um, and then as soon as I get home, I would just study, 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 because I wanted to make sure that I did everything, did my best, everything that I could to do my best. Um, on my written, I studied and I made a 98. Um, I didn't want to have to take that one again, <laughs> pay that fee. Um, but every day for six weeks, it was like this. i and they said, oh, you know, be sure to pack snacks. Um, you're going to lose weight. I didn't believe them. I did. I lost about 25 pounds because, wow. yes, because I would be studying and, and flying and then getting home and doing my normal things with my family and then studying. I would study till two and then I'd get up again. Wow. 
So I, I think you're on to a weight loss program for aspiring pilots. <laughs> yes. If you want to lose weight, do the accelerated. Wow. Okay. Very cool. So, you know, right before or before we move on from, from the private training, what is one thing that you, uh, I guess, was most memorable for you during your private pilot training? Um, during private, um, I would have to say that when we, because I was on the coast, I got to fly over the ocean a lot. And, uh, I mean, there's so many memorable things, <laughs> but the first time that I would fly, uh, over the ocean and I could see Catalina and it was that sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. I finally got to fly. I had this overwhelming and it's not like a freedom that you I guess typically would um get because oh oh I'm flying look how free it was more of a realization that I came over to America I had a second chance at life and I really really have a a freedom that no one else you know um other, well, not I wouldn't say no one else, but <laughs> that you you don't really get to experience when you believe that your life is going to be stuck in an orphanage, and then you you have this opportunity to get off the ground and go wherever you want, and that choice. So it was it was that moment that I felt the real true freedom. That is awesome. So. <laughs> So now you're 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 licensed you're a licensed private pilot in the state of sunny California. Now what? What 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 was Cooper's next step? Well, after that, um, I joined a lot of. Actually, I'm a member of probably almost every single aviation organization that there is. I I can't imagine that I'm not. I've seen that. I have a membership card to a lot of. Um, and I've served on the board for most of those organizations, but I still felt like I was missing something that, um, I've, I've always tried to give back, uh, to my community in some form. Uh, I work in my local community for another, uh, platform that I am true, that's true and dear to me, but in the aviation community, I just felt like there was something a little bit more I could be doing. And so um, I was, you know, I was doing the normal things private pilots do, taking friends flying, uh, going to lunch. I moved here, out here to Bakersfield. And so I moved away from the beach. So now I flew to the beach. <laughs> um, I mean, I did all of those normal things when you, you become a private pilot. But uh, like I said, I felt like I was missing something. And so, um, believe it or not, my daughter says, why don't you get on Instagram and share your aviation photos? Because I think they were tired. This was their way of saying, we're tired of seeing them. Share them with someone else. (laughs) (laughs) So I got on Instagram and I just thought it would be, you know, connecting with other pilots and just share, being able to share my photos and my journey and um this was during the pandemic so i think we were all on social media a little bit more but this is actually the first time i had gotten on to instagram 
And I found within just a few months, people were, were asking for information from me. I just thought, <laughs> I thought that was odd because, you know, I, I was thinking of myself in the wrong way. I was thinking I'm just a private pilot. Um, and the pandemic really got me thinking because during this time also, I'm applying for scholarships for, to advance. And um, I think I applied to over 400 scholarships during the pandemic. Wow. Yes, that was a good time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be productive. <laughs> um, but anyways, I got on social media and all of a sudden I realized a lot of pilots, they need this or they need that. And as soon as things started opening back up, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to EAA. And I worked with a company called My Go Flight. Uh, they have flight gear and, and um, some equipment for your plane. So I worked with them, but I thought while I'm there, why not be able to provide some items to uh, student pilots or advancing pilots uh, to give to them so that they can spend a little bit more money on flight time. And that's what I did. And I feel like it was very successful. That one event, I gave out about $5,000 worth of products. And since then, other companies have seen it and now presenting themselves to me. And I'm so grateful because there are new pilots that need uh, flight gear. And this is how I got my nickname, Gear Girl, because I love to get um, headsets and, you know, flight bags or whatever it is you may need. I love connecting the pilots to aviation companies and making sure that these pilots are taken care of. Um, and it's fun to be able to talk to these companies and represent them also. So a lot of people ask me, do you get paid? I do not get paid. I am doing this because I feel like this is my way of giving back to the aviation community. That is awesome. That, that that's incredible what you're doing. You know, I've 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 seen the growth that you've had on your Instagram, and I did not know. I will say, you seem like a seasoned social media individual. Um, that's really cool that you just started. Uh, you know, during the pandemic, and has you know your your page has grown so much, and uh, with what you're doing. So you know, congratulations on on all of that. Um, I was going to ask a question, and I forgot. But we'll get back to it. Um, so when you went to Oshkosh, was that your first Oshkosh? It was my first Oshkosh. The only other events I had gone to was Women in Aviation um, because I volunteer in the jazz band. And I had gone to 99's conferences. So this was my first Oshkosh. I had no idea what to expect. And let me tell you, I was running around all over that place. I was trying to see things and do things for myself, but also make sure other people were taking care of and getting these, this gear. Um, but it was such a, I, I'm sure it's a different experience when you are not working, <laughs> but right. because I was working, um, I didn't get to see as much as I wanted, but I enjoyed it so much. And I loved my favorite part was when that, um, I don't know what to call it, that double plane, they put the planes together uh. and it was flying down. That was awesome. Um, yes, I forget. I I can't think of the act right now. <laughs> yes, 
And then I loved Full Throttle, of course. I hadn't seen an air show since, I don't know, 2010? I don't know, in Catalina, a long time ago. Yeah, it was it was my wife and I's uh, first Oshkosh as well. And wow, I mean, there's just so much to take in. And, you know, we, just like you, we were working as well. And um, for sure, excited to be able to go back. Are you going to go this year? I'm going to try. I'm not going to promise. I'm going to try my best. You know, it's uh, kind of crazy to get rooms and car rental. Right, right. For sure. Absolutely. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we're, we're able to meet in person there. So um, I would love. I remember the point that I was going to make. So uh, you're, you're talking about passion and giving back to aviation. Um, that's been a consistent thing that I've that I've uh, heard from individuals that I've interviewed. Um, you know, I think that that's really something that is uh, unique about the aviation industry is a lot of individuals like yourself love to uh, more so or less, um, I'm, I don't want to say give things for free, because, um, you know, in, in your instance, it's a uh, flight gear, right? But um, in other cases, too, it, it's, it's awesome to hear that while you're giving back, you're providing more value to the individuals that are receiving, um, you know, what, what it is that you're promoting. And so um, Talk, talk about some of the companies that, that you are uh, doing work for and with and, you know, some maybe some of the things that you might have uh, might be coming up for you. I do have <laughs> I do have a big announcement, but unfortunately, I can't tell you until the HAI Heli Expo. Ooh, so exciting. <laughs> oh, and you're going to be in Dallas. That's very cool. <laughs> I am. Are you going to be there? No, not, uh, well, I might be there. Um, if, if I do, I don't know yet. Yeah. I don't know yet. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, yeah, I do have a big, big announcement. Um, and so I hope, I hope people, you know, I was complaining about the algorithm the other day <laughs> because they changed it again. Um, I'm hoping that a lot of helicopter pilots will see this or uh, people who want to be helicopter pilots. So it is going to focus a little bit more on them. But at the expo, I will be giving out some really awesome giveaways, some swag. And um, some of that includes jet shades, uh, Jeff Chang designs, O'Shirt and more. She flies. I have I have so many sponsors this year. Last year, you know, I had to ask and kind of <laughs> I had to ask. And this year, I'm just so fortunate and blessed to have companies come to me and say, "We want to help you. We want to help you with your endeavors because it really is about empowering." Um, making these pilots feel empowered to do for themselves and what you know if someone believes in them then it helps them believe in themselves right um i i didn't personally have that so that's why i am so so uh i'm i went blank but that's why i really try really hard to make sure that these people know someone believes in you we're here for you. And then hopefully they will pass that on. So cool. And, you know, speaking of helicopters, I noticed, are you getting your helicopter add on? I am working on that. <laughs> How's that coming? <laughs> well, it's been slow. I started a little bit before 
support. So, you know, I did the accelerated program for fixed wing. And then I started right before pandemic, um, my helicopter instructor, I, I usually call and confirm the morning of, you know, making sure the weather, all of that. And um, one morning I call and say, okay, I'm headed in. And he says, uh, you can't. I sold the helicopter last night. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> so then uh, we all got shut in, right? But I finally found another instructor, but still two hours away. Um, and that's been kind of hit and miss since then. Um, but two weeks or no, was it last week? Oh, it was last week, not two weeks ago. I just, I just finished my seaplane rating. So okay. now I can give 100% attention to my add-on. And then I'm going to be finishing up my fixed wing commercial. Oh, cool. Very, very cool. Um, what, what are you uh, training in, if you don't mind me asking? In the helicopter or? Yeah, the, the helicopter. Yes, it's an R-22. I call it my little grasshopper. I was fortunate enough to, I, I grew up around the Bell 206 with, with my grandfather. And so I'm, I love helicopters. I've been to HAI multiple times and it's, it's always a fun time of, especially when it's in Dallas. Um, but, uh, I, I, I know the, the excitement and the fun that comes with being in a helicopter. So, I'm super excited it's going to be in Dallas. I get to go home. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Come on back to good, you know, good old state of Texas. So, um, you mentioned earlier to uh, organizations that you're a part of, you know, you're a part of all of them, you know, what, what are some of the, uh, um, I don't want to say more favorite ones, but I want to maybe say, uh, I've, I've seen you've been featured in, uh, you know, women, women in aviation, for instance, you know, um, from those organizations, what are some opportunities that have arose from being in, in and of those um, organizations? So my first experience with women in aviation was that um, I won a Jeppesen scholarship. Uh, I had already finished my private, so I used it towards my instrument. But the amazing part was I was at the conference and when it's your first time, you have this tag, it says new. I mean, it screams first time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. Um, Anyways, I went into the reception and again, I, I didn't have family and friends. So every friend that I've made in aviation, they're all new since I became a pilot. But I went into that reception. I mean, I'm, I know you wouldn't believe it, but I actually am painfully shy. Uh, so I went into that room and kind of was, I don't know. I don't know anyone. I saw a bunch of people. Oh, hi. You know, and, and I'm just kind of over at the table. <laughs> And this, this woman came over and said, young lady, come with me. <laughs> I didn't know anyone. So when she grabbed my arm and was leading me to her table, everyone, it was like the sea was parting. Everyone was looking. They were just, I don't know what it was. So I sat down at the table and she said you're going to have lunch with us don't you worry you will never be alone again <laughs> so cool so cool it was wally funk and she introduced me to the founding members uh, and told me all of their stories and this i'm, sh I'm ashamed but 
this is actually where I learned a lot about women's history in aviation from then. Um, Barb Lauer, Wally, I mean, I, I can name Nelda. There's so many of them, they were, they were there. So um, we were talking, they were asking about my experience so far and you know, how did I get to be there? And I told them through Jefferson Scholarship. And, um, it was just such an amazing experience to feel so welcome and part of a family. And then they said, you have to go to the, the expo floor. And I said, what, what do you mean? What's, what's <laughs> uh, so Jefferson, um, they took me and they actually didn't have to because again, I had this big marker. Everyone had seen me on stage accepting the scholarship. And it was like, I was glowing orange or something because I went to the expo floor and people were going, hey, come here, come here. And at this point, I wasn't Cooper the pilot yet. So they were, come here, come here. We, you know, do you want a future in our airline? <laughs> <laughs> it was very overwhelming. I'm like, I don't know. Could I, could I be in your airline? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It was just so much fun. And it, they made me feel like a celebrity. Um, and those women, the founding members made me feel like family. It, it was just such a cherishing moment. And to say that now I've gotten to see Wally grow in her own way too, but she is one of the reasons that I have stuck with women in aviation. Very, very cool. So, you know, that let's talk a little bit too about that. You know, I know um, women in aviation is, uh, you know, the percentage, isn't it uh, 7% correct? Is it, it's somewhere around the single. Uh, About 7.2 now. <laughs> it's increasing. It's growing. Good, good. <laughs> um, so a question that I want to ask you is, you know, how, um, you know, with your platform that you have now, you know, what, what, what might be some of the ways that you plan on, uh, I guess, making more women aware of um, an aviation career and, and kind of, uh, yeah, but you know what, do you have any plans on, on that? <laughs> well, last year I started Fly a Friend Friday. It was mainly focused on women. I wanted women to take more of their friends flying because, um, and this isn't a bad thing, but I find that a lot of women will go with male counterparts to fly, they feel more comfortable. But what I want women to do is take more of their female friends flying. So last year I instituted uh, fly, with a fly with a new friend Friday. And that seemed to do go over really well. Um, and I also do it. I fly every time I meet a new uh, girlfriend, I take them flying. Um, I don't care if they want to be in aviation or not. I just want them to be able to experience it. And uh, the most number one popular reason is I'm afraid of heights. And I keep telling them, well, it's okay if you're afraid of heights, your butt is sitting down on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's not like you're floating up there. <laughs> um, but I, when I first started out as Cooper the pilot and found that I could be a voice in the community, I really focused on women. When I, last year, when I was doing all of this new promotion and with organizations, my percentage of followers, it was 75% women and 25% miscellaneous. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really pay attention to the other, you know, there are different statistics for that 25%, but my followers now this year, it's kind of changed a little bit. I noticed that I do have um, more of a 60, 40%. Um, so my, but that that's, I was thinking about that the other day and it's actually understandable because remember we're only 7% of all pilots. So it would be understandable if the statistics of my audience it would be a smaller amount of women, but I do want to increase that. And so I uh, do have certain times when I focus on women only uh, giveaways uh, and scholarships, things like that. Very cool. Awesome. And I think, you know, uh, you going to HAI is, is just the perfect opportunity to do because I know, you know, the aviation itself, 7%, well, even with helicopters, it's even less than that, you know? Yes. Um, well, I did a I did a post about that actually the other day. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Can you get into a little bit more detail with that? Well, let's see. I'm trying to remember from memory, but I believe there's 35,000 women pilots. Um, was 13,000? I'm just estimating here. I think about 13, 14,000 uh, female helicopter pilots, and only 2,000 women seaplane pilots wow that so you're hitting all the niches yeah (laughs) so so awesome um so what is uh you mentioned that you might start doing advanced training so are you looking after you do your helicopter add-on you know to expand into instrument training commercial you know do you have any aspirations of maybe being one day you know paid to fly well um Okay, so I don't want to tell you my age. Yeah, originally I um, did look into going into airlines and I found that um, when I was younger, that's definitely what I wanted to do. Um, and then I kind of, things have evolved. Um, like I said before, I'm go- I am fi- going to finish my helicopter add-on, and then I'm going for my fixed-wing commercial. Um, a few years ago, I had looked into, well, actually during the pandemic, I had looked into doing uh, LAPD into their aircraft uh, program. But um, my husband is already an officer, and I didn't feel like, because we have so many kids, I didn't feel like it would be fair for you're required to do five years of, um, what do they do <laughs> uh, on the ground? Patrolling. Yeah. Yes. So you have to do five years of patrolling before you can go up in the air. And I just didn't feel like it would be fair to have two parents, um, be in a da- dangerous situation. Cause I don't, as sure, I'm sure you know that LA is, uh, not the way it was before pandemic. So I felt like it would be irresponsible of me as a parent. And so I've kind of put that on the side for now. Not to say that I wouldn't do it in the future, but um, I'm going to just go ahead and continue to get my commercial and then uh, for fixed wing and see where that goes. Would I like to do the helicopter commercial? Yes, of course I want all of those. Um, But like most people have to do one thing at a time. Well, okay, three. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
so when you were talking too about uh so fly with a new friend friday i think that's an awesome concept and idea um what with with that you know what has been some of the like uh, have people reached out to you and like oh you know what are the i don't you know qualifications for making that happen and you know have, has there been flights across the u.s you know what what does that look like it is i mean it's really simple if you're going flying take your friend and all i asked of people was to tag me or send me their picture and i would make sure they were featured on the stories i mean simple little things is being featured on a story it really can make someone's day um i like it you know i love when someone acknowledges me and that's what i wanted to do for female pilots all across the united states and they uh would send me pictures and i i just loved it i love that they were on board and taking their friends um but really it was about acknowledging that that they're trying and they're trying to spread the joy of aviation awesome uh speaking of spreading the joy of aviation what current scholarship are you uh, working on right now well i have a huge announcement um i will be giving away a helicopter scholarship including in the package some amazing flight gear that has a light speed aviation headset wow so so cool so what talk a little bit more about that um, that that's a huge giveaway <laughs> well the package is pro we there is one other thing that we may include hopefully we're going to be able to give away an, an additional five hours of helicopter time to specific school um but in the package you know there's flight gear but the biggest product was by lightspeed aviation and then of course the scholarship um the applicants will need to send in via my email i will send them an application and they will return it and the deadline will be about july 2022 the end you'll have till the end of oshkosh okay okay nice. <laughs> uh plenty of time and then a panel of judges will be one from each of the companies that have sponsored the product that's going to be in the scholarship package that panel of judges will determine who will win that scholarship so I'm super excited. There are very, very few helicopter scholarships out there. Yes, because as people that can attest, if they're in, if they're in helicopter training, they know it's almost, if not twice as much as, as fixed wing training. It is. <laughs> That's why that, that, that is very, very awesome. So um, <clears throat> when I introduced you, you, we, uh, we spoke about, um, you know, you, you are a founder of Hangar 22. So talk, talk to us about that, you know, and, and what, what are some of the plans that you have with that? Well, it, it has been a dream of mine to have my own organization, aviation organization, but it took me a while to figure out what it was I needed to do. And um, I was, I'm doing great as Cooper the pilot, right? But what I owe to the companies and organizations that's donating the products or funds, you know, I really owe it to them too, to be able to get their break. So I <laughs> formed Hangar 22 because as one person, I feel like I've, I've been blessed and able to do a lot, but with a group of us, 
how much can we accomplish? And so that's what Hangar 22 is, is a group of us in aviation who have the same goals. We've banded together and um, formed this nonprofit to be able to bring even more uh, opportunities for coming up, pilots coming up in the, in the industry. Sure. What, what, who are some of the uh, individuals that you partnered up with? One is Delcom Tech. Um, they have headsets. And then Women Rock Wings. I'm sure you know her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Lovely. And uh, Zephyr Aviation. Oh, perfect. Oh, is, that's the, um, the aviation wallet, right? Yes. So cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's an awesome product. So very unique, too. Um, so, Cooper, uh, you know, I do want to thank you for your time today. Um, if people are wanting to learn more about you, hear more about what you're doing and, and follow uh, your journey, you know, where are some places that they can do so? <laughs> well, everything is the same. Instagram, Cooper the Pilot. YouTube, Cooper the Pilot. TikTok, Cooper the Pilot. Um, is there anything else? <laughs> Let's see here. YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. No, unfortunately, my Facebook is for family and friends. Got it. Very cool. Okay. No worries. <laughs> no worries. Um, so, I, uh, you know, again, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk with me today. Um, I think what you're doing in the aviation industry is um, just just like what we were talking about. It is very focused and very uh, um, niche down to where one day it won't be a niche no longer. And um, I think you're on the you know, you're one of the leading frontiers of, of that. So um, what I like to do here at the end of uh, the podcast is I like to ask uh, the guests that I have on, what is, uh, you know, the, the, the podcast is called The Leaders of Aviation. And I absolutely mm -hmm. think you are a leader in aviation. Um, what, what is a leadership principle that you would want to leave with, with the audience? I truly believe in that quote by, I believe, John Quincy Adams. If you, if you lead your life, let's see, if you inspire, you motivate, um, then you are a leader. It's not the whole quote, but that's how I, I truly try to live my life is that, um, and try to teach others that the way you live your life and the way you uh, show others then that's how you become a leader. I know some people, are, they ask me, how, how do you do this or that? And it's by living by example. So go out there and inspire, motivate, empower, thrive, and you will be a leader too. So cool. Very awesome. Be, be the change that you want to see, right? Yes. Again, so thank you so much. Um, you know, we'll have to do an update maybe after the uh, scholarship is announced and, yes. um, you know, later on this year and, and, and into next year. So, um, again, thank you for joining us and, uh, you know, look, look forward to uh, meeting one day in person. Thank you. I'm so honored. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Leaders of Aviation podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.